We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How about some rapid fire? Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's part of the show. Let's go. All right. All right. I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to get to it tonight. And just for those people who say, well, you guys cut it off in an hour. We're going past an hour tonight. We went past an hour. Yeah, we've been going consistently past an hour. Oh, now we haven't are- blazed to the two-hour point. No. You know. I mean, but- you and I never stop at seven. We always go over. So yeah. it's all good. There's always some overage. Now, I think we've got some pretty good ones tonight. So here's what. Notre Dame defensive tackle Jason Adamalola <laughs> from the defensive line said last night, had a little post-practice media last night, and Adamalola said, quote, we feel like we're the strongest, most badass mother effers in the country, end quote. My question to you, Vince, do you have any problem with that? Okay. No is the is the is the answer. <laughs> I have no problem with it, and there's many reasons that I have no problem with it. Number one, I love the fact that the Notre Dame players are actually allowed to speak their mind, and they don't just sound like a bunch of mindless robots out there. Well, about the same stuff. Now, there is a question, you know, like if I said an over under of one half, how many more times are we going to get to talk to Jason Animalola <laughs> this season? That could be up in the air right now. I'll take know? the over. So, I'll take the over on it because, but I do think he'll get talked to about it. You know, uh-huh. we gotta. But look, he's enthusiastic. He's excited. He he has confidence in his group. He has confidence in his team. I love it. I mean, this, isn't this the swagger that we've been looking for for so long from this team? I mean, it in the past, it's been a business trip, right? You're, you're not a badass mother effer if this is a business trip, okay? That's not the way they're treating this. They're treating this as, hey, it's us against the world. We're about to go out there and shock some people. I freaking love it. I love the attitude. I will say that. And I'm not a prude either. You know, like I could have said, you know, the the F word rather than Fers, you know, and you, you know that I'm, you know, I've been known to throw a few of those around <laughs> in my time myself. But we're a podcast. You know, we... So I could say it, but like yeah. we try to keep it clean. So yeah. like if you're driving around listening with your kids, they can Family still listen. Show. You don't have to worry about the language and stuff like that. You know, so we're not prudes by any means. Don't get me wrong. I love the attitude because he plays like a bad mother effer and, you know, he's walking it 
like a bad mother. You know, like exactly. like the Adamololas, like their game has grown so much just in the last couple of years. And and I think it was Justin who was asked about um I can't remember if it was Jason or Justin because they are twins after all. I've never heard that before. Asked about Isaiah. I think it was it would have been Justin. He was asked about Isaiah Foskey and you know how good Foskey is and stuff like that. He's like, I'm just as good as you know. As, as I say, it's like if you're not going to have that attitude, you have no business stepping foot exactly. on the, on the football field. And the fact that he has that attitude, you want a guy who believes whether he's actually fully capable of of it or not, you want a guy who believes that he can go up against anybody on any given day and kick their butt. Yes. And you know, like in, in Adam Alola's case, I do believe that he can kick most of the people's butts who are across the line from him. So, you know, the fact that he's willing to say it again, I know, you know, we'll be on Adam Alola watch and see if we get him again this season. I don't think we would if the previous regime <laughs> oh. was here. Oh, he'd, you know? be a, he'd be a shadow. There's no way. There's no way you'd see him again. None. Yeah. That's right. Because, uh, you know, as you said, I mean, we have seen these guys coached and overcoached on what to say and what not to say. And, you know, I don't know if they are still doing that, but I guarantee you, you know, <laughs> we're the strongest, most badass mother efforts in the country uh-huh. is not something that any of these media advisors has ever told a college kid. Yeah, you might just want to go ahead and say that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Fair but I, You know, I also like the fact that he didn't direct this at like at, at Ohio State this is about him you know this is not right. bulletin board material by any means he's just saying this is this is who we think we are and yeah. he's not saying you know we're better than Ohio State he's not directing anything at Ohio State he's just saying this is who we think we are and exactly. I love it confidence and love that yep we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fill in the blank. Lou Holtz says he wrote Brian Kelly eight positive letters when Kelly was at Notre Dame. And then here's the quote from Lou. Quote, 
I go to the mailbox every day, hoping I'm going to find an answer. He never responded to one of them. End quote. This makes Kelly blank. Exactly who I thought he was. That's what it makes him. Like, how... I get that you probably get a lot of fan mail and you get a lot of mail and and he probably doesn't even open his own mail. Let's be honest, right? He probably has a secretary or something open his mail and then she probably gives him what's important, whatever. If that's the case, the Lou Holtz letters have better made it on his desk, okay? He's, He's the last guy to win a national championship. He's the most successful coach since, I mean, he's the most recent most successful coach at the University of Notre Dame that held the same seat that you hold. How could you not respond to his letters when he's actually saying positive things? It's not like he's saying, yeah, you're a dirt bag, you know, you're doing a terrible job, whatever. He he said they were positive letters. How do you not respond to that? He should have been flying Lou Holtz in weekly and just having lunch. Just at lunch, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, pick the brain of a guy who has done it. He's been to the mountaintop at Notre Dame. He's do He has done what you are trying to do. How do you not, you don't have to agree with everything he says, but how, how do you not at least take in that knowledge and show respect for him? I, I just, it boggles my mind. It absolutely does. I feel like Lou Holtz is like starting the Reddit thread of spurned grandparents everywhere. You know, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I, sh- I sent you a Christmas card, but you never wrote back. You never gave me the thank you. But, you know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, and that's that's kind of what it seems like to me. It's like it's like Lou Holtz is sending you know like the Christmas card and fifty bucks, and Brian Kelly is just like spoiled grandkid, and he's like, eh, whatever. You know, I'm going to go do my thing out of here. I don't have to write a thank you note. That's like you're 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 freaking Brian Kelly, and it's Lou freaking Holtz. I mean, right. come on. Right, you're you're not going to respond to Lou Holtz because you're going to get into, you know, you know, like you're you're going to stick your chest out, like you don't have to respond to Lou Holtz. I do think it's funny that like it took Lou Holtz this long to you know to kind of. It's like he maybe he saw Phil Dracovic taking the shots and he's like, <laughs> I got some stuff too, you know. <laughs> I do. I, I have heard you know, obviously through the grapevine that Lou Holtz wasn't overly enthusiastic about Brian Kelly and the way that he didn't really embrace the history and, you know, all that stuff, right? Right, right. And I think... Well-documented. Out of respect for Notre Dame, and maybe even a little bit of respect for Brian Kelly, maybe not, he didn't come out and say anything until Brian Kelly was very clear of Notre Dame. Like, his wake is no longer here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Lou Holtz at least strikes me as somebody who has that kind of respect that he's not going to just throw the guy under the bus while he's still at Notre Dame because he's. Well, lost. I'm not saying when he was here. I'm saying, you know, like he and it took him eight months to come he, out. Yeah, like he could have lobbed this shot right before Christmas last year, for <laughs> matter, you know, right before the bowl game. Yeah. True story. I know someone I used to work with who was on one of these commuter flights somewhere in and in or out of, of South Bend. And she sat on a plane next to Lou Holtz once several years back. Okay. And so, you know, so they sit down, you know, pleasant enough guy, all this different stuff. All of a sudden, you know, the flight the gets in the air, pulls out his, his, his little bag and, you know, the, the, the tray comes down and he unwraps his peanut butter and jelly sandwich and goes to town on PB and J. 
Because <laughs> Lou Holtz is old school, man. That's right. You and know? this has been a while, too. Brings his own sandwich <laughs> on the plane. I love that. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Brian Kelly, spoiled brat, doesn't have to send thank you notes to his grandparents. Who would have thought? Yeah. Okay, Vince, give me four Notre Dame freshmen who you are sure will burn their eligibility this season. So I meant to text you, actually, and I was like, I think we can raise this number a little higher, uh, to be honest with you. Well, let's just go. Let's see how many we can get to then. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay. Let's just go. We'll we'll go back and forth. You name one, I'll name one. Okay, let's have some fun with that. All right. Okay. Uh, Tobias Merriweather. Okay. Uh, Jaden Mickey. Okay. Bryce McPherson. Yeah, good one. Uh, Benjamin Morrison. Very good. I like that one. Excuse me. I'm going to say Eli Raritan. See, he would have been my next one as well. Because I I don't think Holden stays well, but I think Eli Raritan will for sure. Yeah. You know, because again, I I think because, you know, you might not see him a ton early on, but I do think that that eventually because of the skill set that he, you know, like I could easily see him. And and on Sunday, by the way, in our countdown to kickoff show, we're going to predict what we think the, some of the red zone personnel is going to look like. Okay. So that's one of the things that we'll be doing on Saturday's show. But yeah, so I like, I like Eli Raritan, if nothing else, because of that red zone. So we've got to five right there. Did. And and that was, see the, the five was easy. Now I'm trying to think beyond that. Yep. The only other one that I think is a good possibility would be Junior Tuyalamaka. I think he's going to get some time at, on defense, but I also think he's going to get a lot of time on special teams. So I'm going to go with Junior. He probably would have been my next as well. Early on, I might have thought Jabron Payne, but that was more when Logan Diggs was still injured. And I, I just think just kind of listening to Dylan McCullough, you know, in the typical thing with running backs, I, I, I'm – I'm it's probably he's probably not quite there when it comes to pass pro and yeah. that kind of stuff. And that and that could potentially keep him off the field. You know, now like if it came to it as as a returner and stuff like that, I think there are some other return possibilities though as well. So I, I think I think pain would be just below the bar for me. You know, like if he were, you know, for, obviously now if something were to happen to one of these other guys that sure. would accelerate things sure. and, but as a, as things stand everybody's healthy etc yeah, yeah right yep. i've got one more name that i think has a possibility and I, it's okay Tyler ford i i he okay. he was That's on a good one he was with the varsity uh you know the last time we were at practice he didn't change his number to a scout team number so that leads me to believe that maybe it won't be right away but i think he could work himself into the rotation could be down the road yeah, based yeah. on that and that would could potentially eat up his four games. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Mayer and Kevin Austin shared the team lead with seven touchdown catches each last year. Over under 10 and a half touchdown catches for this year's team leader. Hmm. This one's tough for me. I I don't, I think it's going to be more spread out to be honest with you. So I'm going to take the under on this one. I'm, I'm going to say under, even though I think I may have predicted 10 for Michael Mayer the other day, <laughs> but it would still be under, it would still be under 10 and a I half. Think you did. <laughs> so I'll take the under. <laughs> That's right. 
I'm going to go under as well because of the fact that I think that probably that 16 to 18 range is what we're looking at in terms of the touchdowns that Tyler Buckner might throw, you know, total this year. Because again, he's, I think he's going to have, you know, 10, 12, you know, maybe even a a shade more touchdown runs once they get in the red zone. So that's going to take away from some of those touchdown passes. And just like you said, the fact that it'll be spread out a little bit. I think Mayer is going to end up being the team leader, but I, I'm going to say in that eight nine, rep, you know, maybe even ten, but but not quite, not quite eleven twelve. I don't think. Okay. Tavon Coney and Drew Tranquil combined for two hundred and nine tackles back in two thousand eighteen. Will J.D. Bertrand and Marist Leofal combine for at least that many this year? I'm going to go with no. But only because I don't think JD is going to play as much as he did last year because there's more depth at linebacker. Yes. I think there's going to be a bit of a rotation there. So I, I think he's not going to be on the field quite as much. I, I just don't know that they're going to be, I don't know if they're both going to be in triple digits. So that's the hard part for me. So I'm going to say no, but that doesn't mean they're not going to be effective. It just means they're not going to be on the field for as many snaps. If you go back a year before that as well, Niles Morgan, Tavon Coney, and Drew Tranquil combined for 293 tackles. They each almost had 100. And yeah, I agree. One, J.D. Bertrand, like you said, like he played the second most snaps on the team last year behind Clarence yeah. Lewis. Clarence right. Lewis had to play the most. J.D. Bertrand was number two. So it made sense that he had all of those tackles. And I completely agree with what you're talking about. One, the linebacking group is going to be deeper. You know, part of the reason Bertrand had to play so many, you didn't have Maris Leofau last year. But that's why I I lumped them in there together. Like, could they get to that 200, you know, number this year? I agree. I, I, I think that they'll be a little bit under that, and you're going to have some other guys contributing. Bo Bauer, I think, is going to be out there more right. this year yep. than last year. No doubt. No doubt. And the depth chart, the way it came out, it just it just reads like they're all going to kind of be rotating around in all the positions together. You know what I mean? So Right, like the fact that Bertrand is listed as the number two rover right, <laughs> right now. And Kaiser's listed as the number two will, I believe, off the top of my head. You know, it's just they're all subbing for each other. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it's like a four for three kind of a situation is what it feels like. So, I mean, it's possible. It wouldn't surprise me. Well, then, like you said, you got Tui Alamaka. Right in there potentially as well. Right, and I think he could get some snaps here as the season wears on. And Prince Kali, for that matter. So I think I think he's going to have some impact as well this year. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, fill in the blank. It's blank that Rex Ryan is going to be on the new season of The Amazing Race. Who's his partner? That's what I want to know. He's got, I guess he's got a golfing buddy who's going to do it with him, is what I read. Wow. They're going to get, they might be the first one voted off, is really what (laughs) might end up happening. Although it's going to be comical because they usually get about two episodes before anybody gets voted off. And those are going to be two entertaining episodes with him on there. There is no doubt about that. No chance of winning. Not much of a chance of advancing past the first couple of episodes, but it's going to be entertaining. I will give it that. It's going to be entertaining. Don't you have to run on that show? Yes. Sometimes, like that's what I can't see. You know, like Rex Ryan, let's get an effing snack is going to be out there, and he's going to have to, you know, like the plane is going to land. He's going to have to run through the airport and then down the street. He's not going to make it out of the airport. That's I just, I don't know how this is going to work. Right. And it's not. Is the, and that's why it's going to be funny. I mean, he's going to fall and we're going to see all kinds of prat fall, not prat falls because they're going to be real, but we're going to see them all on video and it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be funny. So guess what? I'll be tuning in for the first episode because of this. Do you remember when Jimmy Johnson did Survivor a few years back? No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think he did halfway decent on really? that. He made it for a little while, but you know, Survivor's obviously... A little bit different. I just didn't you and I like a few years back. Weren't we talking about trying to get on the Amazing and Race we together? Should for that matter. I think we should give it a shot. I think you and I could be good. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. I think so too. I think. I, I think I remember like going to their website. You have to put together a video yeah, and some yeah. different stuff like that. We could be like. They're Notre Dame podcasters from yeah. South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Our arguments would be epic. Like I, I can see that already. <laughs> right. Because we don't, we don't argue, but you know that much. But like, throw us into those situations where like food is more scarce and sleep is scarce, and it's like you got to make decisions. It's like, all right, Sean, just leave me alone. Oh, that would be epic. All I mean, that would be fantastic. That would be enough a reason to put us on that show all by itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it would be, we might have to run down that application process. It's one of those shows. It's like these shows just keep going on and on forever. It's like, oh yeah, that show. Right. So I haven't watched it in a while. Do you still watch it at all? You know, it's, I watched the last season uh, because there were some podcasters on there or YouTubers or whatever that my wife really likes the, the Holderness family. And so we watched it for them and they ended up winning the whole thing. Um, but so yeah, I watched the last, the very most recent season. <laughs> Tyler said, I hope Mark Sanchez is his partner. Actually. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Has there ever been a butt fumble on the amazing race? <laughs> well, isn't Rex Ryan the one who had like a foot fetish too? Like was that, that sounds that, right. That, that sound sounds accurate. right. I don't know why I think that, but how, how does that not come up? You know what I mean? Like there has to be all kinds of nonsense that's going to come up here. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh boy! All right, so I, I might tune in just to see Rex Ryan run at yes, some point. Hundred percent, it's happening. See if he see if he explodes in the process. <laughs> good luck, Rexy. Yeah, good luck. All right, well, that's going to do it for tonight. Tomorrow night, again, I've got the uh, 
uh, an Ohio State beat writer coming on. So we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more in depth about Ohio State and this matchup coming up um, Saturday. Marcus Freeman has got his noon Zoom conference tomorrow. They're they're not the in person press conferences. Right. So we'll see if anything comes out of that. We'll start the show talking about anything that comes out of the Freeman press conference at noon. That was great. Man. And then we have the Ohio State guy. And then Bobby will be on for some rapid fire. And, of course, don't forget, we've got uh, Countdown to Kickoff coming up Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. And bells. That's right, baby. We'll uh, we'll be on with a uh, pregame show, Notre Dame and Ohio State. And then the whole gang, will, uh, with the exception of me, will be there after the game late Saturday night slash early Sunday morning. Somehow we're going to try to sleep and then see if we can get back into South Bend Sunday. So you can do another show Sunday night. Can't wait. It's going to be great. I'll be watching the film the whole way home. Yep, absolutely. Thanks, as always, for uh, joining us here tonight. Don't forget, hit the like button, subscribe, rate, review, and all that good stuff. Always great to be talking some Notre Dame football leading up to a game. It is almost here. It's almost here, Vince. Yes, and somebody said, finally, the talk is over. We have to actually watch the game. It's coming. A couple more days. We'll be there. A couple more days. Just hold on, people. We're We're almost there. We're almost there. All right. Talk to you later. Ivy Nation Sports Talk.